Welcome to Trans Mafia. I'm Blue. Go Ryan. How is everybody doing on election night? We haven't put out a uh, podcast in a while. The last one we did was the interview I did with Monica. Um, but I think it's important that we do a podcast on election night and just see how everybody's doing and check in and talk about some stuff. And then we have up. How are you? I'm. I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm hanging in. I am hanging in here. I'm not excited about the election. I'm more just nervous at this point. And I know that it's going to take, you know, it can take up to a month for us to get results in. Um, but I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, with them, yeah. I'm hoping that, like, the people win and that, that corporations do not win and that people can get help rather than corporations getting a break. Because um, they haven't been employing anybody because of COVID. So, like, they can't use that. Oh, we're employers. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I saw an article today about a, a, a cook from the Strip, I think at the Mirage in one of the hotels down there that passed away from COVID. And it's like, you know, they don't have a choice. They have, I mean, they felt like they had to work. And if they don't work, they can't go to unemployment because work isn't laying them off. And it's like they're in this catch-22 and they're dying because yeah. of it, you yep. know? There's the, the workers. Um, I, there's just not an understanding. And I know that that Las Vegas, of course, took a big blow this year because, you know, no tourism, but there's still people down here. The strip is still open. There's, and it's like, stay home, stay home and quit spreading your freaking COVID around. It's ridiculous. I, I don't, I'm really having a hard time, like people that took their kids out trick-or-treating and I'm like, why, why was that a good idea? Why are you not keeping the six foot rule? Like I, I struggle with that. I'm like, oh, look, the way I feel about it, when I saw the pictures of, of him trick-or-treating at the White House, not far from him, who had just either recovered from COVID or never have it, we'll never know, but let's assume he did have it, you know, no mask. No, I'm like, well, that to me, that's very irresponsible parenting. It's on the verge of child yeah. abuse. Yep. It's, it's, you know. When you're marching your child around a cesspool of COVIDness, when you know it's been all over the White House, that's irresponsible people, completely people are still sick there and it's like there's no acknowledgement of that like if we ignore it it's going to go away except it's not um i don't know I was, I was watching something it was probably the daily show or something that like there's been so many people that have been linked to covid from trump rallies um and then that one rally where like people had hypothermia because nobody picked them up and mm, one of them was out in the heat in Arizona, I think it was, or somewhere they got left out in the heat. Herman Cain died like two weeks after the rally yeah. in Oklahoma. Yep. But there's no COVID. I, I just, I can't with these people. And I'm sorry, but you know what? At a point, my dad actually emailed me the other day and told me that he, he got tested positive for, for COVID. God. And, I was like, and he's older. You know, well, yeah, but do I feel sorry for him? Uh, yes and no do i want him to die absolutely not but you know what as a trumpster who refused to wear a mask and believe that hope it was a hoax and believes in herd immunity you kind of get what you yeah. wish for yeah i'm not trying to be a jerk it's my dad but like you know the man's 80 something years old 84 yeah, yeah. years old no he's not 82 <laughs> but still like you know <laughs> he holds nothing yeah. no better well, it's it's unfortunate when it's so, unfortunate when people are just like they know better and they just don't. Um, so, th- for the smart people, for the rest of us that that know what to do, which everybody knows what to do, 
Um, and some people can't help keep distance because of work and that kind of thing. And I, I totally understand that because I have to do that too. Um, do the best you can. Wash your fucking hands. Don't yeah. pick your nose. Like, don't rub your eyes. I know allergy season is about in a lot of places here. It's pretty bad. Um, we're going into like flu and cold season. So, and they're thinking that there's going to be a spike. And I know that, um, had I read an article about, you know, people being concerned. And so they're like running to the grocery store and they're going to start wiping out, you know, basics again, probably not specifically toilet paper, but it's going to be more like cleaning products and like staples, like, you know, to get through the winter because they're not sure. And our shipping still isn't back to normal yet. Yeah, there's still a supply and demand problem. I, I think there's going to be another really bad spike. It's already happening yeah. right now. But with the holidays coming up and in colder areas, yeah. people being nestled up inside Hol- and all the that. The holidays where everybody um, wants to get together with everybody else, and that's going to be a terrible idea. Um, like, why yeah. put yourself through that torture of getting together with your family and getting COVID? <laughs> <laughs> some people you know, love their family. The some LA Dodgers just won some the World people Series. And one of the one of their players tested positive, so I pulled him out in the sixth inning because I found out like in the middle of the game they tested positive. They won the World Series, so he goes back on the field without a mask around all these people, knowing he had just tested positive. But see, this is this is the like they're not getting it. They're not getting it because it's not just about them. It's about people that they're spreading it to. And it's very unfortunate that there's no cognitive dissonance. There's, you know, there's, well, it's like we know that this is going on, but then we'd rather pretend like it's not because it's easier to do that. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. So, yes, we hopefully will have a change, but I am concerned if Biden does win, is there going to be a bunch of like, you know, proud boys coming out with their guns, trying to like, because I'm, I'm concerned about that. Like either way. Yeah, I'm very concerned. Yeah. And you know, in a lot of places they've started boarding up windows yeah. and stuff in Philly, um, Chicago, you know, um, I, I think that if Biden loses that people are going to go mm-hmm. up in arms too a little bit. I don't know if they'll be as bad, but I think, the, I don't know. I know that if Trump loses, it's going to be yeah. small to pay. Well, there's a, he's been riling people up uh, for a while. And, um, you know, God, his ads are awful. Like, do you see what he, do you see what they did mm-hmm. in Austin? They, they blocked in a Biden-Harris bus. They had to call 911 from inside the bus because the Trumpsters were all around him with their big trucks and flags. They okay. blocked him in. But that's that's the interesting part. It's it's like it's a bully thing, and you can say that protesting and that kind of stuff is bullying. But protesting, the have they have been overwhelmingly peaceful protests, not attacking people. Um, oh, they weren't attacking people. They were trying to they were trying to guide them. They were caravanning mm-hmm. them. Trump said they were guiding oh, them to their next stop. He can't yeah, be of course, this. of course. Well, I hope he gets sued a whole bunch. <gasps> All right. Well, so any good news? Any? <laughs> We're still here. That is accurate. That's accurate. Um, and I know. Yeah, no, there is good news in all this too, though, because like this, the record number of voters is really is amazing. 
And I think that's the young voters coming out to say yeah. that enough is enough. So even if it doesn't carry through this round, and even if Trump does win again, they're going to be motivated to say, hey, maybe we acted too late to get him out this time, but we're not going to let him Well, and I think that there's here. a lot more people that are like, oh, it does matter. And I hope they do. I, I really, um, I would like to see within the next, you know, maybe the next uh, bit that the Electoral College goes kind of out the window because, you know, that's based on like the Southern slave owners being bothered that like the North is going to take over because they have more people because slaves weren't considered people. And that's the yep. that's the three fifths law. Um, and so because that's linked to it, like we're we're tearing all the other Confederate stuff down. Why is that still part of our why is that still part? Why is it not one person, one vote? should just be the popular yep. vote and that's the yep. way it because it, at this point uh the electoral college does not i don't i don't believe that it has any kind of um uh useful useful you know position at this point it shouldn't be just first state no and if he goes to the supreme court with it he stacked them so well kavanaugh already said last week that he would probably yeah. speak trump's way um, he had to rewrite an opinion because he got busted lying in an opinion about mm. an issue from Vermont, and it's like Amy Coney Barrett. This bitch. This, did you see the interview or the where she was doing a speech talking about her kids? Yeah, so she was going mm-hmm. through and she was talking about her kids, and so she was. It's interesting because her kids that were her, her, her um, that she gave birth to her genetic kids like she talked about you know their futures um and this kind of stuff and how well they were doing and then her kids that she adopted she kind of talked about their past and where she adopted them from and how like oh they still have an attitude but you know like kind of shitty so her poc kids she was talking shit about and then her kids and i'm like oh god this is what's happening in her home and the kids may not even know any different but it's like it's it's really gross um and maybe nobody else caught that but it's it's uh, i've heard some of the stuff she said and i grew up you know not too far from where mm-hmm. she went to school in notre dame and <clears throat> so i did some research into her at notre dame and even some of her colleagues were telling her to accuse herself and here's the bottom line she knows how she got thrown in there yep. was not good yep. it was not okay so any decent human being that had any sort of integrity or morals or ethics would have said, you know what, I'm recusing mm-hmm. myself. From and she's this also process. extremely young for that kind of position. She's only been a judge yeah. for like three years. Yeah, it's so they better. If Biden gets in, they better stack that court. The only other hope we can have Biden doesn't get in is that the Democrats fill the Senate and give Trump well, the first money. See, there. this is the part of the problem of like our government is that. It is, I think, I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. Um, I think there's a lot of revisions that need to be made. I think it is, should be like, you know, for like speak of the people, but like at this point, you know, people are, they don't know. They aren't given full information. People are allowed to lie in their ads. Like that's a big problem. Like there should not, the, the lying and the ads, the, the misinformation, that's, that you're lying like why is that why is that okay i saw i saw a sign that said make america honest again stop the lying i, I like, yes i would agree with great. that i don't know i'm just impressed that uh biden used the term malarkey 
That's like one of my favorite. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch all the all the shit shows? Yeah, I, some of his ads and stuff that came out, and even the way he was making fun of people and making fun of Biden and all—it's just, it's just, it's disgusting how people can think that that's okay to excuse it under religion or pro-life or whatever excuse they want to use that justifies behavior. It's just, it's just yeah. beyond me. I'll never understand it. I really won't. Yeah. Well, you know, we we um we will do the best we can no matter what happens we'll persevere because that's what we've had to do and that's what we'll keep doing and um you know we'll get through this and like you could we can scream and cry and blah 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 but no matter what we'll get through this because like well especially trans people are freaking resilient and survivors um if nothing else and so you know giving up because we have a you know a douchebag president or like things don't go exactly how like we've come a long way but like there's a lot of work to do and hopefully we can you know keep pushing through it's 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 the pushing incremental stuff and then people rising to the top and we've been doing that um but it is unfortunate that that specifically this administration has been very anti anti anti-trans like let's take all the rights away they're anti-human well, that, to be that quite honest be I mean that would be accurate. you know yeah I just I just want better for this country because this country is not um not yeah not this yeah. it's not the lying and the corruption and the business only and all this other I mean we're kind stuff. of that's the laughing stock <laughs> because of everything that's gone on and I, I like I just really hope but it looks like the way things are going we're going to be going into like 2022 with COVID so it's um, you know because I've been watching everything because it does affect my clients and like people I talk to um, in my life because of you know compromised immune system so am I going to ever be able to leave the house again who knows <laughs> I mean I leave the house but it's you know it's, right. it's not um so tell me a little bit about your move because you moved you moved out of out of uh, nevada yeah so okay. we are in pennsylvania right now in a, a small town about a half hour outside of um philadelphia uh, we're actually right close to the new jersey border okay. so like three blocks away new jersey is um it's kind of nice because i can get to new york in a couple hours philly pretty you know within an hour in the train um Delaware is really close. I went to Delaware oh. last week to see a friend of mine. Um, so it's kind of cool because we're right mm-hmm. in a cool little hub. We can get to lots of places. It's very different living in small town America again because that's very much. And I've been on the West Coast in California and stuff in Nevada for so long that I'm usually right in the hub of things. So this is very different for me. Um, but I like it. It's it's peaceful and quiet out here. It's nice to see woods and, you know, kind of the slower pace of life and it's kind of helped me slow down a little bit you know? right. so I guess um, it's okay um, I'm not sure uh, housing is kind mm. of expensive out here um, so I'm not sure you know if we're going to stay out here what we're going to do mm. but we're considering all options and uh, you know we'll go from there it's yeah. a better place to be with Finley that's for sure just the air, just the area you know we can walk down the street with the key without having to worry about gunshots sure. and sure. homeless wow. people <laughs> I would be less less um, concerned about the homeless people per se just because a lot of times there's a lot more homeless people now because they're getting kicked out of their apartments 
because they can't pay because they haven't don't have a job so i mean i i get what you're saying though like oh i meant well coming from the vegas right. like it was they I mean like the, 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 i don't want to yeah. say that i don't know but yeah <laughs> I just don't want. I'm glad I don't have to look out my front door anymore and see somebody urinating on a <laughs> so, garage yeah. because they're homeless. Like, that uh, type of well, thing. I mean, our homelessness, <laughs> and you know how I feel about like homeless population. Like, anybody could be homeless at any time, and you know, just because they're homeless doesn't mean that they purposefully want to be homeless. Most people don't want to be homeless; they end up that way. Um, but then there's people oh. who are on a lot of drugs and like in unsavory, you know, just like causing problems don't want to be part of society and i totally understand don't want to be part of society but like like really just they don't give a shit they don't give a shit about themselves and they don't give a shit about anything else and that's unfortunate that's that's an unfortunate and that's kind yeah. of what that is but really there aren't a lot of public restrooms places where people can go so and yeah. well las vegas when infamous like you weren't allowed to be homeless yeah, in the city yeah, I mean, I've been homeless. I've been homeless. I'll, in fact, I was almost homeless before we came here because we, the way our condo got sold, it, it just it was a whole world one. And then our housing fell through in Chicago mm. and just turned out to be a big, nasty mess. And that's how we ended up out here in PA. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's scary because like I was homeless in wow. San Diego for close to two years. You know, I was right. different for me because I had a car, you know, so I could sleep in my car. But um it's not it's not any, it's not anything pretty I, I, I um, it, it teaches you a whole lot oh of yeah, yeah. get street smart very very quickly and I think like there's a large portion of the transgender population that has gone through homelessness um, or will go through homelessness just because of issues with work and issues with you know with fucking people people are stupid so yeah, yeah I mean I'm I'm glad you feel like you're in a safer spot. I know you know with your with your kid and everything that's important. Um, yeah, so that's that's really really cool. And I am moving soon to back to the LA area. Yeah, we. Are you excited? I mean, I am because there's things like I I really kind of want to join the um the trans choir there. Yes, there is a there is a trans choir, and I, I would like to join. Oh, yeah. it. I have sung in the past, and I think it would be like a really good bonding experience. But I'm only expecting to be there like a year, year and a half, and then figuring out where I want to go from there. Which I have a couple of ideas where I think I'd like to go, but it's all kind of. Um, I really liked where? Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's art art city. Um, yeah, it's it's kind there. of like yippie like old hippie yuppie like people i don't know yeah so like retirement for boomer hippie yuppies but i think that like just being around the art community is like really important to me i grew up like that and so that to me is extremely attractive and i like that they have four seasons and i like that they have a large indigenous population um because that's also like in Washington state, yeah. large indigenous population. It just, it just feels comfortable for me. It feels right. And like, I have been uncomfortable and I put myself in uncomfortable positions for growth. But at this point, like, I just, I need to, I need to have a little bit of stability in my life. Um, and I, yeah. 
Yeah. You start getting old and crotchety yeah. and you know. But I mean, I, I am always about learning and always about putting myself into positions that may not be the most comfortable for me. But I feel like that's when growth happens. We do not grow when everything is made for us. Um, and it's I think it's important for us to keep learning right. to be like lifelong learners, uh, so to speak. Um, especially trans people like things are changing so quickly and um, it's very interesting how many people I've come across recently that do identify themselves either as non-binary or like gender non-conforming but don't necessarily identify themselves as trans but kind of like are within that gender we're not playing your gender games very interesting and so things are changing a lot and i think that sometimes it's kind of like a way station for people to figure stuff out but also sometimes people are you know like me are totally cool being in the middle um i think more people are communicating about surgeries and doctors and what what works and what doesn't so that's really good too but yeah it's kind of in a weird way COVID has been good for the trans community that we've had time to sit we've been forced to because we've been quarantined or those that have been to sit and kind of reflect on ourselves and you know maybe finally have the time mm-hmm. to look for information for surgeries or do stuff like that and just take care yeah. of ourselves we don't have right. time to do that a lot and then I mean we're trying to just survive yeah so, and you know with, with that being out of work like if you got laid off which you know many times people did Um, you know, being able to collect unemployment for a while. Now, I don't know what's going on because we still have like issues with COVID and minimal, you know, minimal work, especially, especially here in Las Vegas, like the work, because it's all tourism, we're going into the non-tourism season and they've built a whole bunch of new stuff trying to attract people. But it, it's, it's, I feel like it's falling flat because like, you know, the people are still scared and they should be. And people in Las Vegas don't, you know, many times, I mean, it's happening everywhere where they're protesting, but there's still kind of a, I don't know, like, you know, everybody has those issues where like, just way too many Trump people, way too many, you know, people that are really, they don't care about anybody else um, but themselves and what they want and what they need. And that's unfortunate. So, but yeah, the trans community technology has been um, a blessing. And there are online groups and this kind of stuff, so. So we pull out of this not too badly skated. You know what, wherever wherever we end up, we'll, we'll, you know, if we slide down that ladder, we'll start climbing back up again. Um, Again, trans people are extremely resilient and like we've gone through shit before. So we're like, yeah, this is nothing. (laughs) I remember when we went through this. Oh, speaking of trans, so I sent you a video. Um, and this was something that had been stumbled across. Um, but I, I wanted to get your opinion on this. So uh, this video was it was it was considered porn. Um, but essentially it has two women, two cis women, one who has a extremely ridiculously large penis and the other one has like maybe a regular sized penis. But I'm like, is this because we're having two women? is this taking up a job of someone who's trans um not specifically this big fake penis but like the other one like where is that could have that have been a trans woman doing sex work does that take up 
to that take up trans jobs. What do you think about it? I mean, you saw it, so. Um. Okay. Yes and yes and no. I mean, I think that I think that perhaps they should have. I think you're right. I mean, I think that does kind of take the job of a trans person, but I also think that some trans most I've seen trans right, people right. kind of steering away from doing a lot of porn recently, unless I'm wrong. It seems like they're, I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. are still sex workers, but they're not out there in the mainstream porn industry as much as they used to be. So maybe there's a lack of trans people in the normal, in the mainstream porn industry. I don't well, know. I mean, you know, different things come up, or... um, you know, and that kind of stuff. But I, I, I mean, there's always going to be trans women specifically doing sex work. And there's always going to be trans women recording themselves doing sex work. Um, with this specific one, I just, I'm kind of looking at it like, is this a case of act? I mean, it's, you know, it's porn acting. So it's kind of like, is it acting? Eh. Um, but is it a case of putting trans face on? Like it felt very, like it was very obvious, like what they were going for, but I don't think that they were necessarily going for, oh, this is a chick with a strap on. I guess yeah. it lay- lays to the bigger kind of idea of you know with acting with trans actors like sometimes getting you know not being you know having people represent trans people that are not trans and why are they representing trans people why do we have cis trans people representing you know trans people when we have enough trans actors which I feel feel is also like with one too we need to get ourselves out there a little bit more and, and that's hard because I don't well, I don't want to identify that I'm trans but I'm a trans actor well you kind of got to identify right. that you're trans if you want to be known as a trans actor right I mean there are actors in Hollywood who may or may not be trans I've right. had my suspicions but they've never come out and said I am or I'm not so they right. just are an actor and that's, and that's, that's how I, I think that, but there actor, are some you know people I mean? that are trans that are trans actors and then they're having people play and you know we've talked about this whole like you know taking spaces that don't need to be taken up um i mean i guess you know one hand like getting somebody with a famous face out there is going to bring people in but is that is that role actually going to be told in an appropriate way and also is it is did you give a fair shot to trans actors who are okay playing trans i can understand in not every respect like there are many you know trans actors that are they're okay um probably would be okay playing cis too but some people don't necessarily um don't pass and so when people don't pass what what is that how does that run you get to be a prostitute on um CSI, or yeah, one of the one of these shows. And trans people shouldn't get hired just to play trans people yeah. on, in in shows and films either. Like you know, I what was I, mean? I was talking um, to it. I was talking about this to a trans actor that I know, and he was kind of talking about how I don't think that he goes out as trans, but he's you know a short guy, and so when he 
goes for these parts and they're asking for six foot tall man with long hair and blah 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 these you know muscles and he's like well that's not me because when you look at these parts they're so like nuanced and specific and and like kind of insulting but you know if you fit into them or not um i don't think that there's a lot of parts where it's like really short guy you know (laughs) So it, it's an interesting, you know, I think that that yeah. has something to do with like how we do everything in Hollywood is very um, male, female, man, woman, rather than like, oh, this person would fit into this. And I, I understand like, you know, the majority of people are cis and straight and like they want their story being told, but there's an, enough queer people within the you know, acting industry where I feel like that should be pushed a little bit more um, and give more variety to our actual lives. But then again, you know, we don't need to call out every actor that's trans because some people just are not okay with being being out and being known and they just want to do what they're going to do. That's very true. That's why I never really got into acting because it's like I don't really want to be like out I mean, I was out mm-hmm. there, like, my name was out there, but I just kind of wanted to do the work, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't a, it wasn't about, like, I don't know. Oh, acting is a yeah. good platform I, I, to be able to do that, but you don't always right. have the opportunities. Like, people are like, oh, you know, if you're an athlete, you don't always have the opportunities. Not everybody has the opportunities that some trans actors have. And some people are not even trans actors, and they have opportunities. Thing, And when we're looking at, everything kind of being based on a binary gender um but i hope that i hope that uh covid has been like an like an incubation period for people to like start figuring out how they can be a little bit more um effective in what they do rather than like we're just gonna we're just gonna act because that's what we're gonna do rather than like hey let's plot and plan and get this straight and then make be very effective Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's of course COVID forced a lot of people to do that. They like found out they could do a lot bread. of things that they didn't know they could do, like work at home. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, be you know what I mean? Just whatever it is, COVID really kind of opened people's eyes to wow, I can do something different. I like this. I that's know cool. a couple people, trans people, that finally started their businesses during COVID. That's you know, they amazing. figured out how to start their online at home business out of, during COVID which is, I think it's great. Changing gears for a minute, I was, we were telling, so we at Trans Mafia partnered up okay, with yeah, the yeah. Serenity, Serenity Center and we're holding a virtual tea door this year. And we were working on the names and the videos and stuff and we, when at, we come to the final tally of the, of the names we're reading, 45 names. And I was like, that's kind of interesting considering that DJT was, or the Orange Clown was number five, yeah. fifth president. And numbers are so high this year oh, you know yeah. <laughs> is that a coincidence we've had yeah. we've had presidents in the past that have been sexist and, yeah. and racist and all the anyway, other racists. well if you want to if you want to see uh, or attend a T-Door event virtually and you cannot um, go to one in your area or whatever um, just go on there's, I'll, I'll put the link on the page for Trans Mafia and you can click on it and it's going to be live streamed well not live streamed but, you know, 
click on the link it's going to be through backyard streaming and you'll be able to follow virtual virtual tidor um, we have a couple videos we're going to be playing um, some people are going to be saying a couple things and we're going to read the names um, and then we're going to have a little discussion but anyway the link will be accessible and easy to you all you got to do is click on the okay. link and you'll be able to, yeah. to view the the virtual tidor so please come join us um, um, i know this year it's going to be we lost one of our one of our uh, I almost call her our, one of the matriarchs, I guess. Um, yeah, and she was very she, young. Monica you Roberts unexpectedly passed away about two weeks yeah. ago. Um, she ran a 58 years old. Yeah, she ran a, a, a blog nice. called Trans Griot. And Griot means storyteller. Yeah, so she was a journalist, um, mm-hmm. just an all around amazing person. And somebody could reach out to you for advice. And, um, yeah, she's going to be very, 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 very and that's just like I think many times trans people, you know, really just be cautious, cautious out there. Know, know where you're at if you can at all. You know, uh, travel in numbers. It's, it's just really important to keep yourself safe because there's a lot of people who are very angry and they're going to take it out on anyone who they feel like is a good target. And trans people a lot of times are people that get anger taken out of them so not not to you know fear monger or anything like that but you know really you know I would say probably over the next until the end of the year be a little bit more cautious um just because people are they are ready to they're trigger happy and they're ready to go um and it's unfortunate but you know just so you all know we love you uh, other trans people in the community love you, even if we don't know you. And if you, you know, you need to reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. We may not be able to monetarily help you, but we can definitely, you know, be a ear um, or help you get a message out if you need it. Okay. Help find resources, whatever it is you need. Just leave us a message. You can even private message me. I won't speak for Ryan, but you can private message me. Yeah, if you do it through the the Facebook um, Trans Mafia page, it will get to someone and, uh, or you can email us too, but it will get to someone and and then we can, we can figure out what we can do from there. Well, I guess we are going to wake up hopefully tomorrow and have a leaning of tour to one tonight. Whatever happens, you know, if we stick together, if we really lean on each other, we can overcome anything and I do believe that because I've seen it happen and I've been able to be a part of things where I thought I didn't have anybody and I just kind of let someone know him not doing great and they were like yeah come on like like we'll be supportive of each other and it was amazing and that can be virtually that's a virtual thing you know so I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna head out y'all um but we're we have all of our fingers toes eyes and um messages crossed so Hopefully, you know, things do go our way in the polls, but, you know, if it doesn't, we can still try to figure stuff out. And Blue, you wanted to dedicate this to... We do want to dedicate this podcast to the honor and legacy and memory of Monica Roberts. Um, we will miss her very much, and we appreciate everything that she did and brought to the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way that's going to be able to replace her. Her shoes are way too big to fill. But everybody has another angel watching over them now. So Monica, Robert, this one goes for you. We miss you. We love right. you. Have a wonderful uh, week, we everybody, and we'll be talking with you soon. Bye.